Welcome back to another episode of Forwards Backwards Podcast, not from the corner of Glenway and Monroe, and not from the Gimme Some Truth Studios. This week, we're going to talk esports, July 18th, and today in Forward Madison history. As always, I'm joined by the Boswell to my Johnson, Dan Fallon. Dan, how much protection will it require for you to stand next to me on July 18th at Bree Stevens Field? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to consult with an epidemiologist before that. So I'm going to need your full health records. Uh, you're, I, I'm not as concerned with you about COVID as I am about some of the other infectious diseases you might pass along. So, Well, I think generally anytime you get near me, a full hazmat suit is, is <laughs> and if we had a, like a moral and ethical hazmat suit, that would also be very helpful for you. And I would definitely tuck in my shirt because that would provide more more protection. Like, it, you know, I wouldn't want a, a, loose, a, a loose shirt where germs could find their yeah, way up exactly. under the shirt. It's the, shirt. it's the clothing body barrier. You want to seal that tight. Which is um, now, now I'm starting to realize why you're so, such an adamant tucker. It's all very, uh, it's all about health and safety. Exactly. Uh, Cowboy Neil at the wheel. Uh, Hovati will not be joined and his Poshmark page update will not be joining us this week. Because in the words of the Beastie Boys, he needs to cool off and he'll be and we can catch him on the driving range. Uh, instead, we're very fortunate to be joined by Forward Madison's eSports representatives, uh, Omar Anguiano and Evan Warwick. Uh, Omar is also a founder of Labara 608. They're going to explain a little bit about Forward Madison eSports and also a little bit more about uh, about what they're doing this month uh, as their, their pride raiser and how that's going. Uh, so welcome, Omar and Evan. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks for having us on. Yeah, uh, are you guys, so before we get to the, the eSports stuff, uh, in the last week, uh, USL announced that very likely that we're going to see uh, in, all, in very good chances uh, a return to the pitch this year for League One. Um, what do you guys make of that? Uh, Dan as well, feel free to share your useless opinions. Um, on this question, but excited, a little nervous. What what kind of re reactions did you guys have? Uh, me personally, uh, I think what you just said, it was uh, being excited and nervous, obviously nervous with the whole COVID-19 stuff going around, uh, but super excited just because we get to make some noise again, hopefully. You know, we'll have to see what the city of Madison decides on us being allowed with the amount of people at Breeze. Um, but we better at least be able to bring one drum into the stadium. Yeah, you better believe that we're going to be drumming outside the stadium, even if we're not allowed in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see in what capacity we're able to come back as a supporter group. Um, but, I mean, it's so nice even thinking about the possibility of, like, viewing an in-person soccer game after months of what Omar and I have been playing online. I mean, FIFA is only fun for uh, so much when there's not actually real soccer going on. So it'll be nice to have local soccer back. Dan, any additional thoughts or concerns? I mean, you are the, the uh, you know, the, our Nostradamus of COVID-19. You were the one that was warning us about this well before because of your pipeline from, from, you know, the far East, uh, your Hong Kong sources. Um, what, what kind of update do you want to, what, what are you worried about? Um, well, I mean, I don't want to be like the Rachel Dratch, Debbie Downer <laughs> of the podcast, even though I've kind of taken on that mantle. I mean, just from a very practical sense, 
that July 18th, well, let me take a step back. The, the Dane County's reopening plan without a vaccine, I would say, it looks unlikely that they're going to allow for events of more than 250 people anytime this year. So how do you square that up with what USL is going to try to do is, is really hard to know. I will say it's exciting that the league is moving towards a date. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see where different teams land and like where, you know, where they are situated and what is allowed to happen in those places. Um, I just see a really, a huge hurdle for forward Madison getting back on the field at breeze with any more than, you know, because if you start counting up the players and the staff and everything, you're down to, you know, maybe a hundred, 150 people that they might let in there, but maybe there's some, I think I, expressed to you in a text message to keep uh, those rules only apply to Dane County. So perhaps our, uh, our lovable flamingos yeah. will, <laughs> will move to a, uh, for, to a new County for the rest of 2020 yeah. to, uh, there, and then that brings with it a whole other set of, what about Mingo County? Uh, could we go to Min- Could we, could we pack up the bus and go back to Mingo County? The only, the only thing I'll say about it is I was there. Was that September? Was it September or August? It, I think it was September. It was hot, <laughs> like, like hot. Um, I mean, it's hot here today, but that was like, that was like real hot. Um, so, but yeah, I'm excited and I, I, you know, I hope they can figure it out. And, um, I just want to be able to put on the drip kit and, uh, get out there and support the club. So good luck to everybody getting this all figured out. It's, I, I give, you know, I, I feel badly for everyone involved because it's, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of waiting around to figure out, you know, when they can start doing things. I did, I jogged by breeze the other day and could see the guys inside training, which was really exciting just seeing the balls on the field and seeing guys running around. I'm sure they're loving being back out there at least to train and see each other. So um, yeah, let's hope we can get it figured out and we can see some matches this year. You know, it's ironic enough that we're one of the few teams that actually have to worry about a 250-person kind of capacity limit. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're, we're ironically enough at a disadvantage for being advantaged. Um, you know, Hashtag there are, burn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are a couple of things that, that come to mind, both serious, and, and then we're going to come to my non-serious point. I mean, I think, you know, the, the importance of following the protocols, it's kind of interesting that the, you know, we're now viewing the the rest of Wisconsin as like the wild west or international waters. You know, I remember the old Simpsons clip where they cut to like international waters and they show like, you know, one, one deck blackjack and, and this and that. And then, you know, rebroadcasting, rebroadcasting major league baseball games without the express written consent. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit about how I feel about like the rest of Wisconsin at this point. It's like, God knows what's going on out there. Like, you know, pretty much lawless. Um, And so that's sort of the frustrating thing. I'm hoping they can. So maybe for one year, we're the Sock County Mingos. I mean, you know, (laughs) know, like, um, and we, we play all of our matches in the parking lot next to Culver's and (laughs) see how it goes. I I have played at the Sock, uh, Sock Prairie High School Stadium. Um, You know, can't recommend it, Um, but you know, it's a little smaller (laughs) than Breeze. Um, but you know, there are options out there so we can figure, you know, we can figure something out. I would, you know, prefer not to go outside of the area. Um, but let's say we get into a situation where you've got 7,500 people, you know, staff, referees, all that in, and there are 150 seats available to, you know, the public. 
how do we determine who gets into the stadium? That is really the crucial, you know, the crucial thing. Like, do we, you know, do we have a wrestle off? Do we have an esports tournament where, you know, the top 150 qualify to get into the matches? That's, that's my question. Do I mean, if it weren't for COVID, the obvious answer is a battle Royale where you just dump us into the, the Thunderdome and the 150 survivors get to go into the stadium. But COVID, you know, the same thing that means we have to limit the population means we can't dump all of us into a battle, you know, a battle royale. So I'm looking for creative ideas, guys. Any, any thoughts? Mine's not so creative, but I was just thinking maybe they do the first 150 season ticket holders who signed up, you know, give them the option, say yes or no, you'd be willing, and then just go down the list. Maybe put all the season ticket holders into a basket and then draw names. Well, I mean, you know, from if you're going to be practical, Omar, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, what's the point of that? You know, paintball tournament would be a little cooler than that. Um, <laughs> you know, one thing you can look at, I think, seriously, is you divide the season ticket holders up in groups. And, you know, um, if it's 150, you know, five, six, seven, eight groups of 150 people or whatever the limit is, you rotate through those hopefully everybody gets two games or something like that if people can't use it i mean we've had a good system in place to pay forward in terms of tickets and so on and so forth so i think that's something that that very well could be done a lottery makes a lot of sense as well for each game things like that you know if you want to be entered into the lottery because the other thing is there may be people even with these you know things in place that still are, you know, don't want to go or, or don't feel comfortable going for a variety of reasons. So I think, yeah, there are, there are a couple of practical options. I was looking for more, you know, um, you know, we, we, we gather up everybody's names on ping pong balls and drop them into Lake Mendota and you have to swim out and gather a ping pong ball with, you know, a ticket. Swim out and sign your name. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something more more dangerous. So, um, Dan, I any? Think, uh, the, I think the risk of swimming in Lake Mendota uh, and dying is higher put, than the COVID risk. You put, red, <laughs> you put red solo cups in the stadium and you launch ping pong balls on top of the freeloaders uh, building. There you go. That, you, uh, a kind of beer. game of beer pong to get in. Yeah. I think, I think anyone <laughs> who's gone to an away day gets to go to every match. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a pretty good start. Yeah. And then what I'll do is just sell my ticket on the secondary market because those are going to be worth a lot. <laughs> and then go stand, go stand on top of one of the apartment buildings. It's too bad. Yeah. There you go. We had a friend that lived in one of those apartment buildings and he's now moved. It's too bad. Uh, you know, friend of the pod, Tyler Engel has, has moved out of that building because that would have been, you know, a good, a good call. I do know somebody in that building. I'm pretty sure you can get up to that rooftop without, uh, I think you can just walk in. Oh, interesting. Don't Maybe. don't give away Maybe. our secrets, Dan, <laughs> on the air. The, the half dozen listeners to this podcast will be very upset. Uh, so, you know, one of the things we talked about, about. But what about what about doing the Zoom fans like they're doing in uh, where, where was that Belgium? Yeah. Where the people are just like giant Zoom videos on the sidelines. But imagine um, being not... a player on that pitch, like that you're just looking creepy. around at boards of fans. And it's, <laughs> imagine, imagine seeing that. unshaven, unhaircutted Dan. With the shirt cleavage, the man cleavage, the man bush that he's got going right now, like in like an eight by ten zoom photo, that is probably more intimidating than the flock right there. You should uh, superimpose behind the goal. 
you should take a screenshot of how he looks like right now and include it in your posts for social media just so people can see what he actually looks like. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to torture people like that. <laughs> that might get us banned from Twitter. That, that, that may be hate speech. I don't know, but, you know, uh, for those of you following at home, you know, we will, we'll, Dan will take another capture, uh, photo of himself so that we can share. Where and you can see that at, at, at forwards back what too. Our excellently named Twitter handle. If you're not already following us at Forwards Back What Two, you should. And I do want to say, Dan, in our race to the 400 follower, uh, I'll give you the live update. I looked the other day, and I had made some fairly aggressive posts on a variety of topics. We're up to 373 followers, so we are only 27 away. Just a reminder. And we're going to do it contactless free. If you live in the Madison area and you become our 400th follower on, on Twitter, we will come to your house and take something. The 400 follower takeaway, not a giveaway, takeaway. So curbside takeaway, you put outside whatever you want taken and we take it. So and this could actually there, be, we come in and we take some. Yep. This could actually be quite, quite valuable because like, unlike the trash pickup guys, we'll take your old electronics. We'll this is a that. free moving service. You know, one item, just one item. Evan's already, ca- Evan's already catching on. <laughs> Evan's, Evan's going to create some burners so that we can get to 400 because he's like, dude, I'm moving in August. Uh, I need some help. Yeah. Uh, so uh, to turn to our guests, Evan Warwick and, and Omar uh, Anguiano, I got that right this time, I hope. Uh, tell us a little bit about Ford Madison uh, Esports. What's going on there? What's the, what's the story behind that? Uh, this actually happened before pre-COVID. Um, I approached forward um, Kuba and the guys at like maybe January timeline. Um, I've been playing FIFA since 2011 um, and only recently started like playing um, like competitively, I'll, I'll call it, in terms of like spending a lot of time and a lot of effort into the game, um, which we'll, we can go into later. But basically... Um, I've seen a lot of MLS clubs, a lot of uh, European clubs really embrace esports. I mean, these are bigger clubs, granted, um, and lower league soccer really hasn't taken that step quite yet. Um, but I've seen that really be successful for these clubs. And I thought, if I'm spending all this time and energy into a game that I, I really do love, I might as well make it the like most that I could. And so I kind of approached forward with the idea that um, I could kind of be their rep for um, Xbox tournaments, uh, for FIFA, as well as like community tournaments, um, and just providing content like, uh, FIFA as a video game is like probably the world's one of the world's most popular video games because soccer inherently is the world's game. Um, and so I thought it would be an interesting proposition. And we kind of floated the idea, um, and it, it, it gained some traction, but obviously the guys were really focused on, um, the season ahead. And so um, it was more of like, uh, that sounds like a good idea. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. Um, and then COVID hit and they're like, you know, that's a great idea. And we're going <laughs> to <up> with it. <laughs> um, and Omar and I got like really, really cool opportunities in lower league. Um, and then EUSL, which are the two big tournaments that we're in to represent forward. Um, and Omar can speak to the PS4 side, but um, with these tournaments, you have a uh, hundred plus people from around the United States. Um, and I think one was even global um, where they represent, there's rep- representing all these lower league clubs and giving a like face to the clubs that you had never heard of. 
um, and that become powerhouses in these leagues. Um, and so it, it's a really unique opportunity um, that was kind of embraced by um, forward uh, after a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting too. And if I remember, I remember kind of casting my mind back to early quarantine, which seems, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing somebody writing on Twitter or something like that, that actually said the USL had did actually a pretty decent job of very quickly kind of spinning up their, their esports focus and really kind of turning some marketing juice onto that in the absence of having league matches, like much more so than MLS did. And it took them a little bit longer to kind of pick up, pick up what some of the other leagues were doing. So it seemed like there was, you know, USL at least kind of realized early on, this is a way to kind of keep eyeballs on their league, keep fans engaged, which is, you know, forward obviously does that very, very, I mean, you know, kind of the entire brand strategy, right, is around keeping people engaged all the time. But it seemed like the league actually maybe learned a little bit forward and actually figure out how to kind of keep people engaged. Yeah, they 100% did. And I mean, we, we should give a shout out that forward did a, um, we had a Rocket League player too. Um, and that was the big um, USL initiative, I guess, was they're like, no, not FIFA right away. We're going to start with something that isn't soccer at all. We're going to play uh, Rocket League. And uh, we did pretty well. Um, and, um, so I, I mean, just, I think, I think you're right, um, Dan, in, in the sense that they really wanted us, USL, um, and USL in general really wanted to keep the league on the forefront on social, especially because a lot of these yeah. gamers are on Twitter 24 seven, trying to advance their brand. And so it was a very, very pointed and, um, I thought a really good marketing effort on their part. Yeah. And so, Omar, how did you get involved? I know you've been a, a longtime gamer. Uh, last summer as well, you helped organize uh, a FIFA tournament, right, uh, for for the flock and, and that sort of thing. So how did you get involved in, in this initiative, Omar? Um, someone tagged me in the post. Um, it was at first uh, there was a, a USL memes account um, was looking for players. I think that's who originally started the first tournament. And they were looking for players for, I don't know if it was specifically for Madison or if it was for uh, USL League One. And I can't remember if it was Andrew or if it was Jeffrey that had uh, tagged me in it because they obviously knew I, I loved FIFA from hosting a FIFA tournament last year. Um, and then I contacted Coop about it. And he said that he wanted, uh, he wanted forward to be represented um, and then he mentioned Evan because obviously Evan was their uh, their player. So I think that's when Kuba contacted Evan about these accounts or not these accounts, but these uh, tournaments, because as well as um, the uh, lower league E-Cup also contacted us, uh, contacted me to represent. But I'm like, hey, there's a guy named Evan. He's the forward Madison rep, um, plays on Xbox. So you should contact him. Mm-hmm. And then so they contacted him. But then they realized also that they had a bunch of players for PlayStation side. So then um, I think Kuba reached out to back to me asking me if I wanted to play on the PlayStation side, if I had a PlayStation. I said, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, so that's how I got involved. It was just somebody reaching out to me, asking me if I knew anybody who wanted to play. Uh, reached out to Kuba, reached out to Evan, and that's how this all started. And it's just, it's been a, it feels like it's been a whole year of us playing uh, FIFA matches, but it's, <laughs> it's honestly only been like what, two months, Evan? 
Yeah, it's been two months, and it, it, you're right. It, I mean, it's it's a match a week at bare minimum in both of these leagues. Lower league actually wrapped up. Um, what was it last week? Um, and what's funny is like Omar and I aren't. Um, so like, cause I'm Xbox, he's PlayStation. We don't have to compete. So we kind of run conjunctively, which is nice because like, why would you ever want to play like your friend basically? Yeah. yeah. Um, and what's, what's even crazier is like, we're doing almost identically like record wise, <laughs> goal wise, like to the T, like we are the same player, um, in both of these leagues. Um, and so luckily we're doing well and not getting like creamed. Um, but it, it's a, uh, it's one of those things like it's such a close knit community. Um, we have, um, chats with all the players and everything and everyone's just really passionate about, um, how, what, how can we use FIFA as a vehicle to affect positive change in the community? Um, and so that's a lot, I mean, that's what Omar and I have been kind of floating, um, over the last month and, um, what we've been really working on. Yeah. And so, uh, why don't, you know, you guys tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing here in June and if people are interested in helping out how they, um, you know, can help. I do have some follow-up questions on some more of the e-gaming stuff, but it's, you know, kind of a perfect transition into what you guys are doing for June for, uh, this month and, you know, how people can help. Um, it all started obviously with, I've been talking about how we've met a lot of people through this, um, I've met so many people from across the U S um, he even mentioned there's people from, there's a guy from England that is always talking to us too. So one of the guys, he um, shared a tweet about pride razor and he tagged me in it asking if, uh, if I was going to do this. So last year there was a pride razor with Ford Madison, the flock hosted it and it was for every goal uh, you pledged a certain amount of money for every goal Ford Madison has scored during their June games, right? Um, so it was a little tough this year. Obviously, I think Pride Razor didn't reach out to any of the supporter groups really about this. Um, and it, I was at work, thought, thought about the idea of why don't we do this with our EUSL matches? I think Evan and I both have four games throughout the month of June. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were supposed to have five, but unfortunately, in these tournaments, there was actually also. Um, uh, USL players that were involved in this, that we, some of us didn't even know that. I think there was like four or five players that were involved in this tournament. We, I only knew of one. So obviously they had to drop out because they started training and they weren't going to have enough time. So I think both of us had to play one of those guys and we both had to buy. So we would have five, but now we have four. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, we, I reached out to Evan asking him what he thought about this idea about pledging per goal with pride razor. And we decided that we wanted to combine however many goals we score during our games. And we're both going to be pledging $3 per goal. Um, like Evan was saying, we're practically the same person. Um, <laughs> um, like it, with scoring wise, I think, I think, what did I tell you, Evan, that we scored? But, about by the way, you guys minutes. are much closer than Dan and I, because if either <laughs> both of both Dan and I would be offended if someone referred to us as practically the same person. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's an honor to be compared to Omar. Uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, like Omar was saying, we, we score roughly like six, seven goals a game. Um, and so we're, we're, we're running up the score sheet quite often. Um, whereas in FIFA, it's a lot easier to score goals than it is in real life. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we're figuring about, I don't know, Omar, what, like 
40 to 50 goals, 60, maybe maybe June. Um, and so that's what we're kind of asking people for this, um, pride raiser is, um, since we're, we're donating, um, we also are, are keeping in mind that with everything with the black lives matter, um, movement going on right now, we didn't really want to distract from that. Um, we view this more as an addition to that, um, because a lot of these movements kind of go hand in hand. Um, and just because one movement is, uh, getting a lot of traction right now, doesn't mean that another can't, um, have its time of day too. So we, we, uh, are cognizant of that and encourage people, um, should they feel that they want to participate in this fundraiser? Um, we have the, um, unique opportunity to, um, put it on. So, um, we're excited about it. It kicked off. Well, kicked off. I mean, we're in June, June 8th now. Um, so it kicked off. Technically, last week, um, I scored seven. Omar, how many, how many did you have? I scored five. Yeah, so we're already up to 12. Um, and we'll be continuing it through the month of June. We'll give updates on Twitter. Um, and yeah, they, we're, we're thrilled to be kicking it off and uh, excited to see. Maybe we'll break 70. I don't know. Who knows? Well, and, and just to fill people in, um, you know, the group that you're, you're fundraising for is, is G-Safe, right? That's really where the donations are going to go. Yep. And for people who are interested in the, you know, they're very much committed to um, sort of helping uh, gay, lesbian, trans, bisexual youth in the schools and making sure the schools are, you know, safe for them. Uh, that's their, their tagline. And if you look at their board of directors, directors as well, they're very committed. Um, it's a diverse board and they're committed to not just promoting this for their all, you know, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual youth of all colors, ethnicities, and and so on and so forth. So I think Mm -hmm. in terms of an organization, you're absolutely right in the way that they extend the mission so that it, it does, you know, uh, work in line with, with what we've been seeing in terms of black lives matter and and the recent protests and so on and so forth. So I think, you know, in terms of an organization, it's great, uh, organization to, to help, uh, kids, um, from a variety of backgrounds as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, if people are interested in pledging Omar, you had said, uh, you had put together the link. Um, I think you shared that with me today. So we'll put that on our, our uh, forwards uh, backwa Twitter handle. But uh, if, you know, uh, there's another way, can you just mention how people can maybe find that link? Is there something with the Flock website or something else for pledges? Right now, I don't think it's on the Flock website, but the Flock did retweet it. So it's on there. Mm-hmm. It's on Evans and I's uh, both socials on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, um, another thing I did. Omar, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, my official Twitter handle is T3MOC88. Evan? Mine is uh, Evan Warwick 55 so a little bit easier to find. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. O- Omar, Omar had me as his social media consultant, so he got yeah. a forward back wad too. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Omar's is creative. Mine is uh, very yeah. just to the point. Yeah. <laughs> mine, mine, mine was that because uh, it's, it's Tamok, which is for Cuauhtémoc Blanco my favorite uh, player of all time, 88, mm-hmm. because I was born in 88, 1988. So. Yeah, well, Hamak was not born in 88. So okay, you're, no. not, you're not doing any good there, Omar. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the link is out there. Um, the only thing with the link right now is, unfortunately, you can't pledge, like, say, per goal. It's just the full amount. So okay. what we recommend is either reaching out to Evan or I, 
through the comments, through DMs, any way possible, um, or through the flock, they can um, send a message back to us about how much you want to donate per goal. Um, we will keep track of what you mentioned. And then at the end of June, we would uh, contact you privately and say, hey, this is the amount of goals we scored. This is the amount um, you pledged to donate. Here's the link um, whenever you get a chance, uh, if you can do it. Um, so that is how we're going to work uh, with it right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if anyone has any questions or concerns or like if they pledge an amount and we end up scoring like a hundred goals and they're like, whoa, 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 <laughs> like not made of money. Like we understand. Um, we're just, we're, it's more so just a fun way to frame uh, a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah I think, I think on the, on the juice, on, not on juice, on the pride, uh, pride raiser website, I think we did mention that uh, we would cap it out at 125. Um right. But obviously, if you uh, wanted to donate more, uh, more than happy to go ahead. Uh, but we did want to cap it at that just because we know Evan and I could score a lot of goals. I think we both scored over 10 in one game right. um, each. Um, and it, it's, it's a difficult time right now. We're, we're living in a very, very difficult time that we don't want to be. We don't want people to use up their money just for this. It's like you, there's other needs somewhere else, yourself, family, anything else. So. We just want to also put a cap on it. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Uh, Dan, do you have any, any uh, follow-up questions on anything to do with uh, GSafe Pride Razor? Because I have some eSports questions. For instance, in these, Dan, before, I'm giving you a moment here. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just, just going to say, like, I still remember, I think FIFA 94 was my first, my first FIFA that I played, like, on Genesis, Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and I, I was always a big Ajax. I mean, I obviously Liverpool, mm. but I really liked playing as Ajax back then. Yeah, because they were the best team in the mid-90s. You, yeah. You, <laughs> um, you're totally that guy. You're like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to take Bo Jackson in Tecmo Super Bowl. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So these tournaments that you guys play in, and a couple of questions, you know, uh, one of them is, you know, are you guys playing for prizes in them? What, what's, what are you playing for beyond pride, I guess, is one of the questions I have. There's, uh, as far as we know, there's no prize at all. Um, I think the uh, EUSL was thinking about making a trophy because they obviously want to keep it going. Uh, we There's already plans about how we're going to do the tournaments uh, for the next year. Um, it's not public information yet, so I can't say how we're going to do it. <laughs> but it's going to be it's gonna be fun. It's actually a really cool idea how they have it. So they're, they're thinking about having just one big community trophy where each, uh, each year uh, the, the new champion gets a plaque on it and we just ship it to the next person, kind of like that. But there, there's honestly no prize at all. We're all just doing it for fun. We, we were all were kind of bored during COVID <laughs> and we just wanted to play and we wanted some new friends. And we, I've gained so many friends right now that I actually made friends with a Greenville fan, sadly. Well, yeah. you know... Uh, <laughs> Greenville, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, it's a place. It's a place. <laughs> it's a place. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think also to keep in mind, like when COVID hit, like these tournaments like came up, came to being in about two weeks. Yeah. So like they were organized so quickly and like rules were made on the fly. Um, and so it was, I mean, the, the event organizers for both leagues for lower league and USL did just a tremendous job in 
getting these things organized. I mean, like 120 person tournaments for FIFA normally take years to plan. And, uh, I mean, lower league was run by a couple of college kids. Like it was crazy how, how well it was run. Um, and I, like Omar was saying, um, we're really excited for what the future brings. Um, now that these are established, um, and that they're not, it's kind of nice to have a tournament that is not like officially FIFA. Um, because oftentimes those tournaments are taken up, um, by like pro pro players where it's their occupation to play FIFA. And while Omar and I love playing, like we both have jobs, we have like other (laughs) commitments and priorities. And, uh, while we would love to do well at those tournaments, we would get smacked. And so it's good to be in these tournaments with players of like a very high skill level. Um, but they're not pro and they're just playing for the fun of the game. Um, and oftentimes like during these games, we're talking to the guys that we're playing. Um, it's more so just like a, like a hangout session more than a like competitive match. Granted, like if we play like the top of the table, like person, like we're going to, we're going to take it pretty seriously and like go at them pretty hard. But, um, it's just a really well-run, um, organization. I do you may not be aware of this, but nowadays, I mean, aren't people getting, uh, there's talking about the professional players, aren't there people getting scholarships to colleges to play for college esports teams and people yeah. are making millions and millions of dollars playing as professional esports players, which, you know, right. I think, uh, in the, in the mainstream people were like, Oh, this like video game thing. It's like, yeah, people, people don't realize like what's going on. Right. And like during these times in COVID, like I think it only is, has increased because there's no yeah. sports to watch and people are watching Twitch streams of esports at like unprecedented levels. And so the monetization of those streams are only helping gamers um, and really bringing to light a community that is often, I'm not saying like under-resourced or under, like <laughs> it's, it's a gaming community, like you, it, it is what it is, but I mean, like people are really passionate about it and oftentimes like people shy away from talking about it because it's thought of as like a nerdy or a thought of as like a waste of time. I mean, that's always what my parents said, like, a <laughs> time. Um, which I mean, I get, but at the same time, like <laughs> it, it, it provides an outlet for people. Um, and I think th- th- during these times, it's only um, shot, shown a light um, further on that. Well, I mean, don't worry. Keith, Keith's mother doesn't see this as a good investment of his time either. <laughs> no, podcast, no, so. um, not at all. <laughs> frankly, tells him that every, frankly, she tells him that every Friday over there, the <laughs> glass of wine spritzers, uh, rosé this week, Dan. Rosé. Nice. We moved. Was in. it uh, Wall- was it uh, rosé from Wolfsheim? I forget. The uh, name no, the it was a uh, French rosé. We, you know, we 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 have a certain amount of uh, class in the Pony West family. We have that connection to France, so we stick. Wow, that's nice that you just uh, badmouthed a sponsor of Forward Madison. That's well, I mean, well done, Keith. One of whom the owner is from France, but you know, go on, go on with your go on with your little podcast, Keith. They're not sponsoring me, Dan. They're not sponsoring me. They give me free wine. I'll say nice things about it. Any, co- any comments you'd like to make about just coffee? Go on podcast. You just you just gave Kubo more ammo. Yeah. <laughs> They're not an official club podcast. We do, what we, want. we do what we want. We have editorial freedom. Damn it, Dan. Um, the the thing I was kind of curious about is. You know, in in various sports, uh, golf, you know, you can get a handicap uh, in uh, chess. You know, you can get kind of a player ranking to ensure that you're playing against players that are kind of at your level. Is there any sort of system like that 
yet in place for FIFA or for gaming kind of at large or none. So when you guys sign up for one of these tournaments, is it just kind of like, you know, oh my goodness, this guy's near professional and this guy is like Dan or I playing. They're just total garbage. I think with these kinds of tournaments, there's like the ones we joined, there's not, there's not whatsoever. We had no idea who we were coming up against. Um, in the uh, lower league E-Cup, I think there was one or two professional uh, yeah. players, kind of like the, the Rocket League had that professional uh, championship player for them. Um, but in, in some of these, there's not. But once you get to like the high level of like the actual FIFA esports uh, leagues, yeah, there is. There's a, there's a thing called Weekend League in FIFA, and you have to rank yourself in like the top 100 of the world to possibly even get considered into going uh, mostly overseas. I think they hold one tournament here in the U S per year, but it's mostly overseas that they hold these tournaments and you have to consistently hit like top 100 of the world, which is practically going, you have 30 games and you almost have to win all 30 of those games to be considered into that top 100. So at those kind of levels, yes, there is rankings beyond rankings uh, for that. But with us, we were just kind of blind and we didn't know who we were going to play against. Well, that's the, that's the interesting thing that Omar brings up is both Omar and I, and I would say about half the people that we play with in both leagues are predominantly ultimate team players. And so what, like Omar was saying, what that means is we're playing with, uh, it's like FIFA's like biggest game mode and uh, they make billions of dollars off of it because people spend stupid money on it. Um, but basically you're, you're using the best of the best players and forming a team, um, off of them and then playing others with those players. I mean, it's, it's the Cristiano Ronaldo's, the Messi's, um, so on and so there's forth. A, there's um, like a chance to see Mbappe in a, in a forward Madison Jersey. I, I wish. Yeah. And right now, <laughs> right now it's Ben Yedder. Everyone is using Ben Yedder and everyone hates him. So, um, but anyway, like going from ultimate team to these tournaments, have it's it's a huge shift because you're using you're used to using these like very overpowered teams to using like rangers uh from the <laughs> scottish league or like uh for our lower league we were assigned um i i think omar were you a bundesliga two team yeah we were the same team yeah we were the same team so we were handled yeah. um yeah. from the bundesliga two so like you're you're just not used to using such low like crap players right yeah (laughs) and so you have to adjust your gameplay off of it and i I mean we saw omar like omar and i saw especially in the lower league a lot of guys who like normally are putting up like 25 to 30 wins in weekend league barely like scraping by because it's such a big adjustment um and so there's a lot of practice time there there's a lot of um just figuring out tactics and stuff but um it's more if you don't know anything about FIFA, there's a lot more to the game than just running and trying to score, you know? Um, so there it's, and that's why we love it. It's it, I think of sports games, it is one of the best at depicting what it actually is to play soccer. Um, and it's not just running and scoring. There's, there's tactical maneuvering to be done. Well, and it's interesting for a couple of old guys like Dan and I, you all, you frequently hear about people that, got into soccer because of FIFA. Like they were playing it with their buddies and like they had no interest in, in anything to do with football, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, I started playing FIFA with my friends and like understood all the tactics and got into all of that and wanted to get better. And now I'm, you know, following the Bundesliga, following 
you know, the Premier League. I have a Premier League team because that's who I played with in FIFA, you know. And it's just a completely different, you know, way to get into the game. But, you know, also, um, you know, an equally kind of interesting way because you get exposure to things that, you know, uh, in terms of tactics and how tactics play out that, you know, you might not have necessarily been able to even learn about 20 years ago, which is kind of amazing. And I don't think it's, I think it might be more football manager, but I mean, there's actually people who have now are running actual football clubs who were football manager experts and never played soccer and never worked in professional sports, but were able to kind of show, like, I know how to scout players. I know how to, I, you know, I think there's a famous story. I think that I, you might, is it Mark? I think his last name is Mark Rose. Marco mm-hmm. Rose, I think this is his name. Yeah. Marco mm-hmm. Rose, I think this is his name. Yeah. Um, who like, that's the way he came up. Now he's kind of, you know, still kind of the one in a billion, but um, it's, it's just kind of another path to, to finding a, a home in professional sports. Right. Well, and even, I think this is more football manager because it kind of pioneered a lot of uh, clubs realized that like actually football manager scouting because it was sort of crowdsourced as it was, was better than their own. Yeah. Um, uh, also, you know, uh, Opta Lee uses, uh, you know, his FIFA career mode to let us know when Killian Mbappe's contract comes up so that Liverpool can sign him on a free in 2022, because very clearly <laughs> they are not going to pay the big money for Mbappe. Uh, they're going to let his contract run down and just let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Let him go on a free. Um, Very clearly. That's the secret. Uh, So while you guys are playing, uh, you may not be listening to music because it's a a bit of a distraction, but maybe while you're practicing, uh, one of the things we've been doing in COVID is finding out what people are listening to, what they can recommend to others. Because again, Dan this week probably just went to full vinyl, Jason Isbell um, from, you know, just the MP3s of Jason Isbell. Uh, so want to get some new music out there. What are you guys listening to right now? Anything, uh, you can recommend? Oh man, I'd have to go through my list. I don't have like, I never have like a set like album that I go through. I just listen to random music at work and I just hit the little hard button to (laughs) add it to my playlist. It's like, I, I go everywhere from like a little bit of EDM music, some rap to some reggaeton, um any artists that people may not have heard of that you've been enjoying of late that when they pop up you're like ah i want to i want to keep this one going um there's there's a guy that i've listened to a few of his songs um i think his name is wit laurie wit yeah two t's wit laurie something like that um he's got some pretty good songs i think he was in madison early last year um and i kind of found him after he was in madison because i looked him up and i was like oh i wish i would have gone to see him um, but he's pretty good. He's got some good music, uh, going on. What kind of music is that? Um, he sings a little bit of everything. He's just, I think he's like a, a newer artist. So, um, he kind of has like that, that rap thing to him on some songs. And then he just kind of does a whole different shift of, of music. Um, it's like another guy who I listen to. His name is Gibson. Um, he's a streamer that I, I, I don't remember how I found him but he he streams music he just has his guitar and he has a set playlist of songs that he likes to to sing and he makes a bunch of music kind of um uh, he calls himself like an emo guy but his his songs aren't like emo at all from what i can tell at least he changes up the tempo and like it's a little different for me but i i kind of like a little bit of everything so the wit is w-i-t-t and lowry l-o-w-r-y 
Yes, sir. All right, check them out. Uh, Evan, what are you listening to? Anything? Uh... Yeah, I got I got three for you. Um, my big one right now that I've uh, well, my favorite band. Um, their name is Mount Joy. Um, they're like a folk rock band. I, I guess you would call it. Uh, ne- like Cowboy Neil at the wheel, a huge Mount Joy fan. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's awesome. Who we saw over? I think they played New Year's in Chicago. They did. I was at that show. Yeah, and so he heard Neil and Turbo scammed on, scammed on tickets, and then uh, the band actually comped them. So yeah, did you not? Did you not see Turbo there? No, no. Yeah, I was, yeah, they were. It was also New Year's Eve, so like I was, <laughs> I was in the, the way back. Yeah. So was Turbo. Yeah, yeah, we heard the stories. We cannot repeat those on the podcast. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but um, they just dropped a new album, um, and uh, it's really, really good. Um, and it's their sophomore album. Often sophomore albums are like a hit or miss. Um, this is definitely a hit. So highly recommend that one. Um, my second one is Sam Fender. He's a musician out of England. Um, it's, I would describe it as like retro um, alternative in the sense that he's uh, it, like, it, he sounds identical to like Bruce Springsteen. Unlike some of like Bruce Springsteen's biggest songs with like, um, the saxophone and like the, the guitar solos. Um, it really, I, I, I grew up a Bruce Springsteen fan. Obviously he was before my time, but, um, like it, uh, it just, it's a cool to have like a newer artist kind of like go back to rock roots and, uh, Sam Fender really does it seamlessly. So highly recommend him. And then the, there's a podcast other than, other than this great podcast, um, <laughs> No one listens to this podcast. You don't need to. (laughs) But Scene White um, is the one that the flock is doing right now uh, as part of a series uh, of conversations surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, But it it focuses on um, like what it means to be white in America and not in the sense of like, um, like being white is great. Like, and it's like hierarchical thing. (laughs) How can, how can you use the whiteness that if you're white, you know, um, to like be an ally or, um, where do you fit in, in this conversation? Um, because it's not a conversation, um, oftentimes it's had amongst white people. So, um, highly recommend that I'm through two episodes and it's already like turning the gears in my brain. Fantastic. We, we occasionally endorse other podcasts and uh, occasionally, right. Yeah. Uh, recommend listening to that. Dan, what are you, what are you tuning into now? I can tell you what I'm tuning into, uh, run the jewels. I will has been on pretty constant playlist since it, it dropped last week. Uh, you know, I, Dan doesn't get the reference, but I refer to, uh, Chris Fox and, and Andrew Schmidt as the, uh, you know, LP and killer Mike of the flock. Um, but I, I just, you know, one of my all time favorite artists now, uh, I, the new album is fantastic. If you like old school hip hop, if you like new school hip hop, uh, I described it as kind of the Goody Mob and, and Wu-Tang Clan channeled through the sound of Tricky's pre-millennium tension, which is a reference that only about six people of Dan and I's age would probably pick up on. But can't say enough nice things about that album. It's fantastic. Uh, it has a Greg Nice sample, which I always appreciate because uh, Nice and Smooth is one of my all-time favorites. Dan, what are you going with? What's the, what's the designated you know, hippie folk rock of the, of the moment? Well, I got to be honest, last week was not a great week for listening to new music. I, um, with everything going on in the world, it wasn't, 
I didn't uh, kind of leaned on some of the other, you know, old stuff I always listened to. I was going to mention Seeing White. Um, I, I just listened to those two episodes right before I got on the podcast today in preparation for the, uh, I'm calling it the podcast book club by the flock. Uh, I was trying to explain to my wife, like, oh, so I'm going to be doing this thing on Monday. And I finally, uh, and her entire business is recommending books to book clubs. And I finally said, she's like, it sounds like a book club. I was like, yeah, it's kind of exactly a book club with a podcast. Um, so I would say that I've also been listening to uh, Black Like Me, which is Dr. G's podcast. Um, let's do a few episodes of that recently. Um, and I will give a plug for Jason Isbell because um, my, uh, my team at work every Friday, we, they, there's been a, through the whole COVID thing, we've been doing a, um, a themed playlist on Spotify. So it's, it's been food, it's been songs about the days of the week when we couldn't remember what day it was, like all these things. And, uh, last Friday, the, the, the theme was hope. Um, and I chose hope, uh, hope the high road from Nashville sound, um, which of course has the great line of, I, uh, I used to think this, that this was my town. What a stupid thing to think, which I think, uh, puts me into the mindset of what we're going to be talking about tonight with the flock. So yeah, getting a little serious there. But by, that's, by the way, that's by the way um, I can only imagine the look on Mary's face when you said you were doing another podcast. It must have been one of <laughs> like just abject for horror. Like you know, <laughs> how many podcasts do you need? I mean, it's I think that's what happened. I think the, the yeah. issue was that she was thought I was saying I was doing another podcast. Yeah, like how many times? How many people really want to listen to you talk this much, Dan? <laughs> Peter Wilt and I are doing another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> About windmills. <laughs> People need more of our voice. Uh, yes. No, they don't. Absolutely not. Uh, I want to thank Evan and Omar for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, we we kind of ran out of time tonight, Omar, uh, pushing up against you know an hour, and even our most loyal listeners find that unbearable. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it sounds like uh, you know, hopefully, if not this summer, next summer, Labaro Six Hundred Eight will be teaming up again with. Amigos and Azul, it's still up in the air, so people should watch your social media for any, if, you know, on the off chance that happens. But want to thank you guys both for coming, uh, enlightening to old clueless guys about the ways of, of uh, esports. And uh, look forward to hopefully, you know, seeing you wrapped in, in bubble wrap at, at Bree Stevens, maybe on July 18th. So until next time, we say uh, forwards, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling, twirling, twirling towards freedom. 